Welcome to Inspiring End-of-Life Conversations with Nina Impala. Do you have questions about death? How about events surrounding death? Or perhaps you have questions that need to be answered after death. On this program, we talk frankly and openly about the subject and invite you to share your comments and experiences as well. Now, here is your host, Nina Impala. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Inspiring End of Life Conversations. Day before Thanksgiving, so I'm going to just do a big shout out. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And we have a beautiful guest today on the show that I think is going to be so helpful, and the timing is perfect. Sylvia Isaacson is with us today. She is the author of Downloads from Heaven and the host of a popular YouTube channel on near-death experiences and other spiritually transformative topics. Her book, Downloads from Heaven, shares messages Sylvia received from her angels, spirit guides, Jesus, and God during her many lucid dreams and meditations. These messages are a source of comfort for those seeking answers to the meaning of life here on earth. And in her book, I want to read this. There's a message um, from her today and the angels, and it says, You're never alone in this life. You're always loved. Your existence is much bigger than you can imagine. It's through connection with all beating hearts that we experience pure love, joy, peace, and abundance. And with that, I welcome you, Sylvia. Well, hello, Nina, and thank you very much. That was lovely, and hello, audience. Yes, we're so glad that you're here with us today. So, Sylvia, tell us how this all started for you. How far back does it go? When did you start feeling all your talents and everything that you do? Mm, Well, thank you. I started to be aware of my dreams at about eight years old. And the very first dream I had was very impactful because it was of my grandfather, whom I'd never met. He passed away before I was even born. Yeah, and he was communicating with me telepathically without moving his lips. And also, he spoke a different language than I did. Um, My parents had moved to a new country. So there was so much love. And he said to me, he said, I love you. I'm sorry I didn't get to meet you, but I want you to know that um, your life is going to be fantastic. And uh, I love you and I'll be here for you. Wow. That's beautiful. I thought so. I think so. (laughs) So you're a lot of the experiences you have in the messages in your book um, downloads from heaven is about the dreams and the spiritual experiences that you have that have taught you so much about life. Is that a kind of a good way to wrap that up? Absolutely. And most recently, I had an amazing dream in Sedona, which I think is going to be helpful for today's conversation. Well, I would love for you to start with that because I didn't get to listen. And I Sedona is my number one place to go on vacation. So I'm going to have you go ahead and tell us about that, Sylvia. Okay, for sure. So I had never been to Sedona before, and it was always on my bucket list, I guess you could say. And I really wanted to go check out the vortexes. So Mm. I drove there from Palm Springs. And once I got there, I started to notice something in my solar plexus, a kind of a feeling like as if maybe, um, you know, that feeling when you miss home? It was sort of that kind of feeling. So I thought, interesting. But when I got there, I was with some people. So I was really wrapped up in the events of which hike were we going to go on? Which sites were we going to see? But I did end up um, going to Cathedral Trail, 
Could, okay. Yeah, Cathedral rock. rock is my yeah. favorite. I've got hundreds of pictures of me on the top of that rock. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, I was doing the same thing, um, taking some photographs really early in the morning. And then, um, I, I mean, I was just overwhelmed by the beauty. And you can feel the spirituality and you can feel the vibration. But again, um, I wasn't really paying deep attention until I went to sleep that night. And we stayed in Sedona for one night. I wish I stayed there for 10, but <laughs> I know <laughs> for it's... one night. Yeah. And I woke up um, remembering the dream immediately. And I had been wishing to have a dream of Jesus for a long time. And I dreamt of Jesus very clear, very solid, and very much in front of me and communicating with me. And I was just so pleased because I've dreamt of angels and guides and my grandpa. And I even um, dreamt of archangels and seeing Jesus from afar, but never just straight in front of me. And it was fabulous. Mm -hmm. Did you hear him say anything? (laughs) Of course I did. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I did. I I just wanted to be uh, polite and allow you to interject if you needed to. (laughs) Okay. So uh, the message is pretty powerful and um, I think that it also requires letting go of some, um, for me anyways, belief systems. Yes. So he placed his hand vertically to his heart, and then he placed his other hand directly to my heart. And he said, the kingdom is within. Mm. And uh, as he stated that, I was getting a download, just like in my books. Yes. Pardon me. <clears throat> I have some water here. So. Uh, I was getting a download. It's very powerful for me. And basically, he taught me a whole bunch of things all in a short period of time. And he said that you're always alive. You never die. You have experiences. Your experiences have a beginning and they have an end. And the kingdom is within. And within that kingdom is where everything is created. And that heaven can be anywhere at any moment when you delve into the kingdom within and develop it. In other words, you have the power to imagine and create heaven right here on earth. And uh, that was pretty much the Holy Grail for me that I was looking for because I've been looking for Jesus and trying to understand God and trying to understand how it all fit together, yeah. how to like, you know, talking about near death experiences and things. And when he just completely looked at me in my eyes, um, no expression, but love beaming at me and information, basically for me, it was a message that there, there is no beginning or end. It's just experiences. And he showed me that each experience has a different length of time and purpose. Wow. Okay. So, huh. Each experience has a different length of time and a different purpose. Mm-hmm. This is really interesting. Did he did he look like the way we would picture him? Absolutely. Or the way I would picture him? He just had the beautiful hair and the incredible eyes and just yes. looking. Okay, yeah. The eyes were the most powerful aspect of his beautiful self. And yeah. he seemed bigger than um, what I would have imagined. And very, very solid. Like he was very defined in my mm. dream and very prominent. I would say if he was away from me, it would have been about six feet away from me. He was directly enough so that his arm stretched out in front of him was just before my heart. Oh, 
Gosh, thank you for sharing that, Celia. I think yeah. that that's that's like the message that everybody needs to hear. Well, I think that there's something um, that I'd like to talk about when he said experiences are certain lengths of time. He helped me to see during that period of the download back and forth, he was answering my questions. And my questions were, well, what do you mean my life? And then he explained that your life is an experience. It's not who you are. Like you never end. You, you're, you've always been there and you'll always be there. But your life, what you interpret as your life, when you get so closely wound up in yes. that life, that's just an experience. And it gave me the freedom. What he showed me is the freedom to really um, develop and unleash my potential in this experience. I feel like I have more opportunity. Like I'm going to have many experiences. That's how I, he made me feel. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And it's true, you know, that that we are, we're here having this human experience. And it's like, as our friend Ingrid talks about, you know, that we suffer. Mm-hmm. And, but we're learning so much. And what you just said, let me go back here. It was just, mm-hmm. it was such a beautiful direct message mm-hmm. ab- about having these experiences when we get down as having our human experience, Sylvia, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people, let me think, I was trying to think of a good way to ask you this question today, because it's the main question. I mean, so many are suffering because of what's going on right now. And knowing that we don't have to live in lack. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you could talk to that a little bit, because what Jesus was telling you and what we, and, and sometimes I feel like, Nini, you need to just get it through your thick head, that this this is an experience here. And when you open up to that, mm-hmm. then there's more and more and more and more and more, right? That's what mm-hmm. kind of what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I'd like to um, explain a, a concept that is a development since that dream. It's been just a week that I had that dream. And um, one of the developments is being. It's who you are being. Okay, so you can think one thing and you can act one way. You can say something, but who you are being um, can't be hidden. And it is actually the source of where your love or your fear or whichever, your lack or your abundance comes from. So regardless of how many words that you say that oppose or direct towards something it really is who you are being like your heart isn't hidden from god or the universe and whatever is on your heart is actually going to manifest and when you when we talk about um when we talk about suffering if you look at your life as your life and that this is happening to you as opposed to this is an experience that I'm stepping through. I'm always in God's arms. I'm always loved. Mm-hmm. I'm eternal. I'm never going to die. But this is something that's happening. It almost becomes, you know, and I, I dread to say this because I don't want to offend anyone, but it, it can almost become fun to live because you realize that, okay, this is a human condition and I'm going through it. And how am I going to approach this versus, oh, my gosh, this has happened to me? Because I would venture to say that the experiences that happen to all of us are of a, a specific spectrum and range. But we all experience a little bit 
from there, if not a lot or a little of the same feelings and Mm -hmm. emotions. So it's a different way to look at it, but it's very freeing. You're right. And it's the, I was just reading, um, you know, about suffering Mm -hmm. and the importance of us believing in ourselves. And like Mm -hmm. you said, you're always in God's arms. Mm -hmm. Know that you're loved Mm -hmm. and listening to your heart. Mm -hmm. Those three things, which is, you know, having faith. Mm -hmm. But I think that, all right, so having this experience, I'm I'm just trying to think of what, you know, I'm kind of relating this to what's happening in the world right now because I feel like some people are giving up and what's the point we're mm-hmm. seeing a lot of suicide, Sylvia, mm-hmm. and it's heartbreaking. And yeah. so, you know, being able to say to some some people, you know, that don't get dreams like us or don't aren't able to, mm-hmm. I almost want to say it sounds funny, but glob onto that beautiful energy and mm-hmm. what builds it, what transforms it, what lifts us. Are those, would you, you say, are those the kinds of things that help us get out of that space where we get to attach to the experience, and yeah. that's not who we are. Mm-hmm. I say and that right? I, yes. Yeah. yeah, you did, Nina. Um, here's the thing is that God is ac- uh, accessible to each and every one of us. So even though I do feel uh, very uh, grateful that I am dreaming and that I do receive messages through my dreams, this isn't just for me. It can be for anyone. But it does require letting go of some limiting beliefs and standing authentically on your own. And that's the challenging part, is understanding that the world that we're operating in um, has a lot of different narratives, stories, and ideas. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That's perfect, except for you need to stand with your relationship with God and your energy. And when you do that and you continually ask for connection with gratitude and openness and willingness to receive, then it becomes easier. Now, there's always a hard part. There's usually what's called the dark night of the soul where you have to go through this transformation. And oftentimes for near-death experiencers, it's actually almost dying or dying and coming back. And for, for example, the rest of the folks out there, they sometimes have a terrible experience. Perhaps somebody passes away or perhaps they lose their job or perhaps a year like this year happens. And that's an opportunity for us to stop. Like when on earth did we ever have time to stop the entire of society so that we can spend time uh, looking inward for the answer and looking towards one another? That's it right there, you know, and that's keeping, see, for me, like everything that you're saying and just, you know, looking at, and actually someone that I've been working with quite a lot is the connection not losing the connection. Yeah, so let's take a look at this for a moment. We could look at it as the worst year ever, or we could look at it like a miracle is happening right now because this has never happened before. It's never going to happen again like this, and that this is an amazing opportunity for us to unite together Mm. and to recognize that the differences that we see in one another um, can either be interesting or divisive. And when we choose the um, latter, what happens is that then we suffer and we interpret it as a bad experience instead of saying, oh my goodness, 
this is this is the time right now. This is when we can get all get online. We can do Zooms together across the world. We can globally unite. We can understand that something's happening here that needs to be addressed on every level. And it's going to start with us and it's going to start with love and it's going to start with communication. That sounds beautiful. Yeah, so... so- You talked about lonely people at the beginning um, before we even started, the people who aren't going to be able to be together. Somebody, yeah. 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 So, um, you know, um, I'm sorry that that's going to happen, you know, and I won't be with some of my loved ones who I want to be with either. However, it, again, I know it sounds a little bit, uh, it potentially could sound insensitive to say, oh, a new way to do this this year is to have like 10 friends on Zoom mm-hmm. having your dinner and and you know talking about what you feel grateful for um yeah. there could be a group set up for people who are alone and isolated this is an opportunity to reach out to people around the world or in your community that you've never met before that you can do this together with yeah I, it's funny as you're talking i'm hearing this i don't know where if i read it in your book or it was on someplace mm-hmm. And it was just this very simple thing that this person said was, choose joy. Mm -hmm. And that is literally like waking up in the morning. And I was telling you earlier, I threw my back out. And so this morning I was laying in bed because I did. I just said to myself, okay, Nina, choose joy today. Just Mm -hmm. choose joy. No matter what happens, just choose joy today. And, and, you know, Mm -hmm. and so that's what I'm doing. We're going to go to, well, we're mm going to go to break. Let's take a break and then when we get back we're gonna talk more about this sure really great sylvia thank you we'll be right back all right become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america Nina offers an alternative to traditional counseling. Sessions are not just 50 minutes, but a full hour. When you go in for a regular counseling session, many times you don't remember everything. Nina's difference is a summary email after each session and or a follow-up phone call if needed up to two weeks after. Nina also provides hospital visit consultations as necessary. Sessions with Nina and Paula are $250. And if you book a three-session package, you will get a $100 discount. Let's get you feeling peaceful and happy again. Losing someone we love is one of the most challenging, fearful, and heart-rending experiences we are ever likely to face. In her book, Dearly Departed, Nina Impala shares stories of her experiences as a hospice volunteer for more than 12 years and how those experiences prepared her for the final days of her own parents. Nina emphasizes the importance of being a good listener and living a good life. Dearly Departed by Nina Impala is available in paperback or Kindle edition through Amazon.com or your favorite book retailer. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
listening to Inspiring End of Life Conversations. If you have a question for Nina Impala or her guest today, call into our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to tutoringforthespirit at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And we're back with Sylvia Isaacson, and we were talking about suffering, which we're seeing right now, and how to transform that. Sylvia, so welcome back. Thank you. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Mm -hmm. I think uh, one of my meditations uh, might help with this a little bit. So (laughs) I had a busy day, and I'd committed to meditating, and I went into my backyard and meditated, and I was kind of in a hurry, and... (laughs) And I'd never experienced this before, and this is what happened. I sat down, and I thought to myself in my head, I'm just going to do this because I said I was going to do it, and I want to keep to my commitment, and boom, here came God. First time that I audibly heard God speak to me, and um, I was like, he said, today I'm going to answer a question that has never been on your lips, but that has been on your heart. Hmm. And I, I thought, wow, that can't be me because I because that's not how I speak. And also, right. I never even had that thought before about a question being on my heart. But the question was, he said, you don't know where I am and you're not sure if I'm real. And you keep looking for me and wondering where you're going to find me. Are you going to find me in heaven here or there? And I'm going to tell you where you'll find me. And that is in the beating of hearts in all living things. So the beating hearts of all living things. And I was like, silent. And then my next question came, because I'm very forthright with God. I mean, I just 100% myself. And I said, God, what do you mean? I'm going to find you in other people and in animals. And, you know, what about the trees? And he said, the whole earth. And I'll, I'll tell you in a moment what he said about the entire earth and how it's here for us. I said, are you sure? Because, you know, I'm a, I'm a introvert. I like to stay home. And that he said, Sylvia, the problem with many, with humanity, many people living on earth is that they are lonely. They are isolated. They are mm-hmm. disconnected because they're not cultivating me in the hearts of others. He said, do you see your garden over there? And I had a garden for the first year that year. I said, yes. And he said, you know how you plant your seeds in and you grow your tomatoes and kale? He said, you need to cultivate me in others. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, and he said, then you will get rid of loneliness, anxiety, isolation, and that the responsibility grows from that and you realize that you're all connected we are it's that's i had that dream before i had the sedona one and i feel like incrementally i'm being divulged information that is so freeing and i love to share this information so thanks again and i feel that if people are lonely the best thing they can do is to connect and obviously we're limited in some terms and I think that's why as you stated earlier there's a lot of things happening that normally wouldn't happen right such as suicides and things like that because people feel so disconnected so I feel that it's the responsibility of all of us to make a little special extra effort to love 
to send out prayers, to connect it through online ways, just like we're doing right now, to share positive messages, to let people know that you love them and that you need them and that you're there for them. Yeah, it's important. And the the connection, that's that's been like my word for a week, is about mm-hmm. connecting with people, having connection. I know both my both in my family, we've got an interesting Thanksgiving this year too. But what would you say to people, Sylvia, that are feeling disconnected? What can they do to bring in that connection? Now, I know for me, being of service, I would, you know, I go to the store or anything like that. I, I always try and talk to people, smile at people. The cashier at Walmart, I always ask them, "How are you? How are you doing today?" You know, and they're usually surprised because nobody asks them that. Would you say that is a part of connecting with God as well? Absolutely, yes. But, you know, those are things that you are doing. But I'm going Mm -hmm. to ask people to be connected Mm -hmm. with God and know that we are collectively connected um, inevitably, inevitably. Like it's, there's no, remember, we're having these experiences. And then when we go back to our source and we're um, intermittently not having an experience, we are collective. We are one anyways. So to go through your life, believing that you're not connected um, is, is not real in reality because you are completely connected and it's a choice that you're making through this experience to visualize and see it through that lens. Okay. Okay. So you're saying to be practical, a be love, be connected and focus on faith in yourself and Mm -hmm. God Mm -hmm. B, um, connect with others in a loving way, just like you stated. And I think that pretty much solves it all. And it's funny how these are very elementary, basic things, but those are the things that are missing today, particularly in cities um, where it's interesting, where there's dense population and Mm -hmm. yet a lot of disconnect. Yeah. I know for myself, when I'm I'm helping people and out in the world, which it's been hard because I've done hospice for like 20 years, Sylvia, and I'm used to going into people's homes and helping patients and stuff like that. And I, for myself, even being out in nature always makes me feel very, and the word I always use is expanded, like my heart is so open that I mm-hmm. do feel connected to everything. Mm-hmm. But, and it takes a little work, you know? <laughs> you know, it's not like it's, it takes a little work to come out of yourself, choose not to be isolated, choose joy, choose, mm-hmm. you know, make those decisions at the beginning of your day. Well, that is a very intelligent statement. Oh. And it's very <laughs> intelligent. And as a matter of fact, um, I didn't discuss it yet, but it's it, it's the battle. You're battling your own limitations, not it's, you, us. We are battling our own limitations. I would agree with that. You know, when you I've written down a couple things from your book. And mm-hmm. when we're not connected to God, some of the things so, so people can maybe recognize what's going on in yourself, you feel kind of aimless, you had unworthy, and you feel that disconnect. Mm -hmm. And that is what takes you out of, well, I should say this, I'm just trying to word this right. That that makes you feel like you're having this experience in this human body. So when you're, you know, feeling disconnected, feeling aimless, feeling unworthy, 
you have to transform that into what you originally just said, but each experience has a beginning and an end. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you're in a negative place or like, mm-hmm. I know that I'm not going to have back pain forever, you know, I'm going to power through it, stay connected and not go down that really dark street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason why we feel disconnected is because we don't feel enough. We don't feel loved enough. We don't mm-hmm. feel. So we start to retreat. And um, some of us retreat more than others. So we oh. need to look at the source of the reason why we do that. That's why it's very important to understand that each human is delicate, their soul, yeah. their feelings. And some seem to be more than others, but we're all we all have feelings and some people are able to have a facade and a personality and an identity that's developed to keep them strong. So first we have to look at why we feel disconnected. Mm -hmm. So it starts, you know, it can start early, it can start later, but I guess love really is the healing balm for that and understanding about forgiveness because nobody's perfect. But when we don't forgive and we take things personally, which I do also, mm-hmm. um, what we're saying is, yeah, you're right. I'm not good enough. You don't like me. I am rejected and I'm isolated. I don't like you. You're different. We're not friends. And all those things go into a cascade of I'm not that good. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not a positive outcome. Instead, it should be. Um, I'm unworthy. I, yeah. I'm unworthy to receive love or who would want me or, you know, I'm this or I'm that. And I know when I hear people say that, it actually hurts my heart because it's not true. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just not a true thought. You have here that there's three things that I I think everybody maybe should put on your your refrigerator. Mm -hmm. Um, It's believing in yourself. And this is from your book. Know you're loved. Mm-hmm. And listen to your heart. Mm-hmm. I think if we did those three things in the morning when you get up, believe in yourself, know that you're loved, and listen to your heart. Mm-hmm. And I want to add one more thing. Go for it. Um, anytime that you open your mouth to use uh, your vocal cords to manipulate the air around and create a vibration, be mindful that it's a loving vibration and a healing vibration. Yeah. Okay. That's beautiful. Yeah. And uh, I feel like, um, and you know, I don't want to come across as Pollyanna, but the fact is, is that (laughs) the fact You're not. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. I've experienced plenty of things in my life that have really made me feel like I fell down. You know, I keep falling down. I couldn't get back up and I kept falling down. Um, And I think it's important to understand that uh, when you get back up, you do get stronger and you start to get an understanding and you're developing your identity. It's nice when people can help you through the process. I feel like there needs to be more support. Like you stated, you were talking about your back. Yeah. And um, I also have suffered in the past for 10 years, actually, with sciatica that Mm. I don't experience anymore, but I did not feel supported. I did feel overwhelmed. I did a lot of things I didn't want to do, including 
different careers and things like that. And I didn't feel supported and I wasn't loving myself. Um, self-care is what I mean. I love yeah. myself, but I, it was, I was too busy not caring about myself. So caring about yourself. So there's so many things to do in this life experience, isn't there? You got to love yourself. I know that's true. You to, so it's not, it's not unusual for somebody to feel out of sync and out of alignment, or perhaps they're not there. The important part is to get back on track in alignment and understand. And that's where faith comes in. Yeah, it is where faith comes in. I'm sorry. I got this. I was thinking about this story that you told no. in your book while you were talking, because you were yeah, saying sure. stuff. You can, you can look in there. Yeah. I ta- I'll tell you about that dream I had where um, I met two angels. One angel was guarding the opening of a cave and mm-hmm. one was asking me to come into the cave. And when I walked into the cave, there was gold everywhere. Just oh, this like- is a great story. Yes. <laughs> I loved this. So go ahead and tell it. Sure. There was gold everywhere and there was gems and rubies and just so much, so much. And uh, the angel said, go ahead, come on in. This is all for you. And I said, no, this is not for me. I did. I'm telling you, I did nothing to deserve this gold, like this much. Mm-hmm. And the angel said, no, Sylvia, this is your cave, your gold. This is for you. God wants you to have this. And there's an angel in the front that's guarding it just for you. And I thought, wow, this is incredible. But still, I didn't believe that that was for me because, I mean, what had I done to deserve that level of gold. And in that dream, I could tell that the gold represented even more than, to me, it represented potential, love, abundance, everything. It wasn't just gold. And um, so I finally uh, believed the angel that was telling me, yeah, no, really, this is for you. And then I realized as, as I was waking up, coming back into my dream, that what the angel was telling me is that the whole life, there's so much potential here for me and it's yeah. all for me. And can I wake up and just embrace it and receive it instead of feeling like I'm not worthy or feeling like my, even just thinking about the prospect that you couldn't imagine yourself. And imagination is the big word here that I want to make sure I share with you. Yeah. Your imagination is creation. If, If we all knew that when we were outside of having this experience, and even while we're having it, that we're directly connected with the source and God, we wouldn't feel scared, we wouldn't feel alone, we wouldn't feel limited. Basically, we're standing in the way of receiving our full potential. You know, a good way to practice this, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but it's happened to me, is I've been on the receiving end of something and have said, why did you do that? Instead of just accepting the gift, (laughs) you know, and and it's kind of a little bit of a metaphor, you know, where I have to just say, thank you. That was something that I had to learn to do. Mm -hmm. And it, of people giving me something and not saying those words, why did you do this? So now I always tell other people, embrace what someone's giving you, you know, embrace it. And, and I think that helps us to realize our own worth. Mm-hmm. It's just my thought. Because, yeah. I, you know, you know, it's people always say, oh, you shouldn't have. Or you bring a bottle of wine over for Thanksgiving or something like that, you know. Yeah. And this, you didn't have to do that. You were just supposed to bring yourself. And it's like, you know, and to me, those words are the action that's speaking to your soul, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. 
you're you make absolute sense and as a matter of fact it's a great segue you lined it up perfectly because it's a great segue to realize that it's those exact words that are actually being counter productive for our society that we have ideas for example if i say you know it especially i think for certain people if you have to ask for money for a job that you're doing for someone like if you're a contractor or if you have to tell a price we're very uneasy around abundance and deliverance of what is deserved and we we always want a discount sale and I'm not suggesting I don't appreciate a good sale I'm not just saying <laughs> I'm just saying that uh if, if I were, let's not use me as an example. I don't want to be vilified. Okay. But if somebody came on here and said, I just got $6 million and I don't really care what year it is. I'm going to go on a cruise and do something. That person would immediately be vilified because they are embracing abundance. And I know it just sounds so crazy, but for some reason, as a humanity and as a society, we're at a, at, a, at a stage where abundance is scary for a lot of people. And to actually admit it, if you do have it, if you don't have it, if you want it, or um, there's a lot of uh, weird conversation around abundance. That's true. And that's very true. And when you are in abundance, I'm just going to take monetarily for now because it just it's hard. You know, if you're not making money or you're looking for work mm-hmm. or any of those things to bring money or, um, you know, to bring finances in the house and support in the house and all of those things mm-hmm. that you're you're. You, when you're changing your, let, let me just back up. So it's like what you talked about with Jesus in the beginning. It's giving you another view. It's freeing. Then there's a sense of freedom when you're able to walk through life and accept it mm-hmm. and accept that abundance. Mm-hmm, but if there's that little voice in the back of your head so, saying, no, I won't be able to do that. Why can't I do that? I know we got to go to break again, Sylvia. So let's let's talk a little bit more about that when we get back. Sure. Okay. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Nina offers an alternative to traditional counseling. Sessions are not just 50 minutes, but a full hour. When you go in for a regular counseling session, many times you don't remember everything. Nina's difference is a summary email after each session and or a follow-up phone call if needed up to two weeks after. Nina also provides hospital visit consultations as necessary. Sessions with Nina and Paula are $250. And if you book a three-session package, you will get a $100 discount. Let's get you feeling peaceful and happy again. Losing someone we love is one of the most challenging, fearful, and heart-rending experiences we are ever likely to face. In her book, Dearly Departed, Nina Impala shares stories of her experiences as a hospice volunteer for more than 12 years and how those experiences prepared her for the final days of her own parents. Nina emphasizes the importance of being a good listener and living a good life. Dearly Departed by Nina Impala is available in paperback or Kindle edition through Amazon.com or your favorite book retailer. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to inspiring end-of-life conversations if you have a question for nina impala or her guest today call into our program at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to tutoring for the spirit at gmail.com now back to this week's program okay we're back with sylvia isaacson downloads from heaven so we were talking about suffering before we went to break and the the importance of staying connected and you had you were telling your story about the gold and it was so hard for you to accept that and Mm -hmm. but it's changed your life absolutely because I realized that Um, I'm okay if I want to have an abundant life and that it feels good and that when I do have more abundance in my life, I have more opportunity to create, to help, to do. And that's the whole objective of having this experience is so that we can unfold the abundance that is within us um, and given to us through being connected with the source. And when we connect with one another, we're connected with the source. And just imagine in a world, just imagine in a world where all of us were actually collaborating and working together during Mm. this time versus focusing on the potential aspect of, of what's happening. When we, when we dissect suffering, let's look at it for a moment, Nina, you tell me what does suffering mean to you? Oh, suffering to me is just if I, and I want to make it a generality, but it's when I'm not at peace, Mm -hmm. just not at peace with, you know, and I mean, I'll openly admit most, I think my back pain is from, is global. Mm -hmm. I don't feel supported by our nation and that kind of thing. And so it's, I would say that don't feel peaceful about it. Mm -hmm. I think it's mm -hmm. that's like the total opposite of suffering is being at peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so let's t- let's examine that further if, if you don't mind. Sure, let's do it. So when we think those things, we think those things in general, not just you, that includes me, mm-hmm. uh, because things aren't going the way we want them to. And that's your will, right? We all have yeah. a will and we all have free will. And when we want to see things happen and go in the direction that we want to, and that was actually a a dream that I had where they showed me how the only time you're going to experience pain is when you want to exert your will on someone else. Wow. That's, that's powerful. Say that again. Yeah. The only time you will experience suffering in this world is when you want to exert your will on someone else or a situation. That's exactly true. Yep. So, you know, whether it's losing someone you absolutely love and you feel miserable and upset about it, well, that is the will of the universe. And Mm -hmm. or if you lose a job and you just want to um, kind of 
stay in that place. You could look at it as an opportunity to cultivate and develop. And I understand when you're in the middle of not having that money, um, that's a very scary place to be. And this is where we need to be there for one another. Those are the systems that need to be in place for each other so that when we do hit a little patch like that or a big patch, that we have the comfort and the support of others. But the back Mm. pain and all those things that come, the suffering that we know is exactly what you said, not peace or joy. The not peace comes from things not going our way and resistance. And then resistance creates the pain within our body because our nervous systems can't handle it. And it, it just rejects it and violently makes you feel inflammation, pain, upset, headaches, backaches, all kinds of problems. Um, so true. Yeah, due to the will. And, you know, you could say, well, what am I supposed to do? Just let go of everything? Yes and no. The thing is, is to understand that, that when we do that, we're squeezing onto something so tightly that we're actually taking away the circulation and of everything. Pretty much our nervous system, our, our human system, the the actual energy that's around us, we're creating a pinch. And okay. yeah, sorry, go ahead. It's, no, it's okay. I, I get visions when people talk. And so what I'm seeing right now is a beautiful stream that's not crazy and it's a boat. And I'm I'm in the boat and I'm just cruising down the river very comfortably and very peacefully. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, and that 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 that's what I think, you know, it's always tell people myself that if you turn the boat around and try and paddle upstream, it's going to be very difficult. And I feel called to have people ask their angels for help if they can't see or feel yes. what they want. Ask their angels for help to give them bigger vision. And uh, I, I didn't know this, you know, uh, my good friend who I think you know her too, Trisha Barker. Oh, yeah. She, um, uh, we put on the third annual near-death experience, and she told me, she said, Sylvia, you have to ask your angels. <laughs> and that was years ago, and, and it's absolutely true. When you ask them, they give you great vision. They do. They do, because I ask all the time. Help me out. Help, help, help. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's important to say, help me out, but be prepared for what you get. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I knew, actually, as soon as I my back went out that it was all about support. <laughs> And everything didn't go my way. (laughs) But, you know, maybe you're doing some self-nurturing, too. And um, it's not a judgment. Like, to see that you're experiencing that, um, I want to pour out my love towards you and healing towards you because it's not fun. Pain is not fun. Suffering is not fun. I don't Mm -mm. mean to make light of anybody. I'm not saying, oh, well, you could just flick a switch and be different. The fact is it takes a, a... for me, it took a long time. It took up to now, five decades, to actually go through seeking answers and looking for truth and trying to understand why is this happening, you know? Yeah. But it's it's talking to your angels. Let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. For those people that don't I say, how am I going to talk to my angels, Nina? How am I going to feel my angels, Nina? Well, I know for me... I, you know, and it takes time and practice. It's, I tell people, it's like going to the gym. You know, you don't start off with 30 pound weights. You're going to start with a five pound weight. And I think that being able to hear your angels comes from being able to meditate, being able to quiet the brain. And when I say meditate, that doesn't mean you have to sit for an hour. It's just, I'm going to go, it's like, you're going to meet them for coffee or tea and say, you know, I mean, you have a half an hour. I'm going to go meet my angels for a cup of tea today. (laughs) 
and then maybe have that conversation there. But I find that when I plan the time to do it, and I look forward to it, just mm-hmm. being able to do that and be able to just say, you know what, I need to ask my angels this question. And then I, a lot of times I'll plan a time for it. Like I'll lay down at four o'clock and go into a meditation and just ask. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say something a little provocative. Okay. So what about even asking your friend? So we have a hard time managing the people who are actually right here too. For example, if there's an energy healer, we'll say, well, I don't know. Like, okay, tell me the truth, Nina. So if so- if someone said to you, uh, hey, guess what? I'm go- I can do some Reiki healing on your back, or, for example, or some type of therapy, healing therapy. Mm. Um, what would be your first and immediate thought? Of course, and yes. In mm-hmm. fact, my girl that gave me the therapy when it happened two weeks ago moved to Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> <laughs> so she would have been the first place I would have gone because she mm-hmm. literally, yeah, healed it within. Right. And I think there's minutes. lots of angels here on earth doing a lot of different things. And um, there could be like trust issues or faith issues and things like that. And I wanted to share something. I think that's provocative because when you, when you hear the word like a parent, for example, of a child, yeah. they're called guardians. Right. It's not a coincidence, they're coincidence that they're called guardians. Mm-hmm. Um, and how we can tap into the resources that are right here on earth and we can ask our angels and we can ask our deceased relatives and we can talk to God and we can talk to the archangels. We have a whole hierarchy of uh, beings that we can ask and we can actually even t- tap into the kingdom within us like in my dream in Sedona. That was really beautiful. So we do have, I guess what I really want to say is that we do have a lot of hope. We can have a lot of joy and that it's the way that we are looking at things and that um, if we do earnestly want to receive truth and healing, we're going to have to put aside uh, what what we necessarily are, uh, ideas of how things should be and accept what is. It reminds me of that old saying, what you resist persists. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that that thing. It was um, really enjoyable to write that book. And uh, it's not a large book uh, because, uh, honestly, uh, it's hard for me to go through a whole book. So I wanted to section it out. And I wanted to make sure that it was absorbable and actionable, that people can take it and actually apply it into their lives because really that's what's important a lot of people will say have you read this have you read that and although i do really value writers authors and information i think it's important that we can actually take material and assimilate it into our lives to make our lives better and have hope that each and every day and through different interactions that we experience that we can elevate because you know what there's an end to this experience exactly I love that the way Jesus put that. That is beautiful, you know, and it's something that you can use where, you know, if someone's complaining, just go, there will be a beginning and an end of this experience. This is not who you are. Mm-hmm. That is powerful, Sylvia. <laughs> yeah. That is so powerful. People are in drama, 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 chaos, chaos, chaos. I'm even doing that with all our political leaders. This, this, if these people all went to heaven, they'd take off all that garb that they use and they would be just like you and me. And we would be connected to them, you know? 
Um, as um, having worked as an entrepreneur as well, I think that I would define that as procrastination. And whenever you don't want to do the work that is in front of you, whether it's shadow work, whether it's working on taking responsibility and actually creating heaven here on earth, it's a lot easier to sit back and judge or create drama so that you don't have to remember that. And we all... We all can have a propensity to do that because it is it is a lot of work to be a straight shooter. Oh, yes. It really is. You know, and so we want to, let's do this. I know we've got a couple minutes till we close. I want to just give a real positive message out there to people that are maybe down in the dumps because of the holiday and just lift them and support them. And just have this energy go out to them. And if you have anything to add to that to help people, that would be great. I do. Okay. Um, Apart from tapping into their own hearts and um, God within their own hearts, that perhaps they can reach out to at least one person and let them know that they are very loved. I think that's a great idea. That's really beautiful. Tell us, too, what are you doing these days and how people can find you and your YouTube channel, which is amazing. Thank um, you. got quite a following, so it's really beautiful. Sylvia, congratulations on that. Thank you. So with my YouTube channel, um, you can check it out by looking up Sylvia Isaacson or my website, sylviaisaacson.com. And uh, my website is just being formulated because I'm developing a program to help um, – implement these concepts into people's lives so that they can accelerate the process of joy and abundance and peace and elevate themselves up and away from suffering if they choose to. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. And you're on um, your YouTube channel. How do people do that? Do they just put your type your name into search? Right. They can do that. Sylvia Isaacson, S-I-L-V-I-A, and then I-S-A-C-H. S-E-N, but yes, it has been growing like crazy. It has. (laughs) I mean, and the shows are amazing. I've been listening to it, and um, it's really beautiful. And, you know, the messages that you're getting out there are just so good. And I want to just say, you know, there was the way, and and I didn't get a chance to say this, but I'm going to say it real quick. The way the book is put together you know, you give a, before you even read the chapter, like the first chapter is money equals potential. And then potential equals faith. So it's like you give us what we would need to have this. Love equals service. Truth equals peace. Connection equals love. And then you just put it together. And it's almost like you've got your question and your answer. It's Mm -hmm. really good. Great great little book, Sylvia. Really great little book. I would like to take credit for it, but I can't. It was the angels and the guides, (laughs) and I'm just doing my work. The work they told me to do, I'm just taking that information from the dreams and putting it out there. Yeah, and you did a beautiful job. Definitely, I can feel it. I I loved reading it, and it was just, and I like that it was easy and quick to read because everybody's so busy, and you can just go to the book, and it'll really, it will lift you. So, and it's on Kindle. If anybody wants to read it like tonight. Just go on to Amazon and you can get it on there on the Kindle. And there's a free book club that is included when they purchase it. They get to be part of a book club. They just go to and they get a special edition and a 74-page workbook for free. Nina, I just want to say your compassion, your love, and your care, your sincerity, and your energy is so evident. And I, 
I want to thank you for allowing me to uh, be on your platform today and sharing this message. It's because you care and I appreciate you. You are so welcome. And thank you for being on my show. I know we got to go. Andrew's sitting there waiting for me. (laughs) I really appreciate it. So long, everyone. All right. Great show. Thank you. Thank you. So with that being said, this is a really sweet, sweet, informative show that it brings a lot of love and light to so many people. I wish you all a wonderful Thanksgiving out there and God bless you. Bye-bye. We hope you have found hope in this week's edition of Inspiring End-of-Life Conversations. Please join your host, Nina Impala, for another program next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk again soon.